0: Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, a weekly podcast following four friends as they battle across a homebrewed world called Antiriath in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Step into our mystical world, called Antiriath, and follow our party of three dummies as they adventure across the lands. Talit Grug, half-orc, half-mystery, the fighter, played by Taylor. Knock Greenleaf, the halfling rogue, with a penchant for taking things that don't belong to him, played by Josh, and the ever-mysterious Eclarian Shadow, half-elf-ranger from the Eclarian Mountains, played by Seth. And last but not least, the creator of our beautiful world, the man of many voices, and our dungeon master, Sam. Just to give a quick recap, in the last few episodes, we battled our way through the grotto... We escaped the grotto, headed back to Bilyatok, but first we stopped in Heathertone to find the town on fire. There were sludgegators and thunderdeer and firebats, and the druid also made an appearance and gave us a strange ultimatum about um, returning the world back to the wild and if we would be on his side to come meet him at the Old Moon Tower. So we head back to Bilyatok to fill in Baron Debilia, and we also stop by the Confluence Guild Hall to rest up and to talk to Bushy Evermead about where we might find this Old Moon Tower. Shadow does some work with searching through maps while Talik has a pint and tries to nurse Aubrey back to health. I always think that the quickest way to anywhere you're trying to go is a straight line so Bushy
1: says uh, in this case uh, I believe you're right Talik. Uh there's the mountains underneath are home to the Cretalks. good folks uh, mole people and they've uh, given safe passage to many a folk who wanted to pass through the copper tone mines they've, the mines were all mined out long ago so there's not a lot of dwarf activity in there anymore, but my ancestors used to be familiar with the pre-talks and tell great stories about them.
2: You know, this has reminded me more and more of an old legend I heard once upon a time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got any swords that My cousin Balin! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Bushy, you want to come with
1: afraid there's too much for me to do here. My adventuring days are behind me. Plus, someone needs to nurse be back to health, and Lord knows I'm not going to leave that to ever. I wanted to see you in action, old fella. <laughs> oh, maybe someday.
0: All right, boys. I'm going to hit the A for the night, see if we can get some rest, and it um, sounds like we're going to the mines.
2: Oh, boy we we'll probably need to gear up before we do this I imagine
1: yeah so it's the next day um and you guys get a fresh rest and yeah I know Taylor wanted to get his armor Seth wanted to pick up some breastplate armor uh, and then anything else you all want to get up you can stop by Leech's he's mm-hmm. here in town what Leech made it back hmm yeah what did happen with him we leave him there? Did y'all leave Leech behind?
2: 100% left him in a drunken stupor of happiness. Yeah, we left him at the grotto. He probably just, like, left like normal.
1: <laughs> like a, just a regular... Per- like, track- like any of the other criminals there.
2: Yeah. Look, listen, I've gone to the Electric Cowboy with a group of people and left by myself at 5am. It's
1: happened. I plead the fucking fifth on
2: this conversation.
1: Oh, man the leech is just like i just imagine he he stumbles out the next day after partying all night with these guys just soaking it up and he's like hey guys that was great wasn't it and then he realizes like y'all y'all haven't been anywhere for who knows how long and he's just like where are the horses where's the cart
2: oh my god
1: oh poor leech who knows how long it'll be before he gets back
0: well, on my way downstairs, I'm going to holler over to Bushy and be like, So, Bushy, these, what you call these guys? The Cretalks?
1: Yeah, uh, nice, nice folks. Um, like I said, haven't had any contact with them in quite some time, but last I checked, I believe their chief was named Gold. He was a wise old man. Should be happy to let you through. Gold, you said? Yeah, G-U-L-D. Gold. Okay. Just uh, let him know you're with the confluence. Show him your, um... Our writ? Yeah, your identification, and he should be happy to help you through. Might even escort you. Okay. Alright,
0: fellas, I'm gonna hop on the horse here and head over to, uh... What was the shop
1: I was headed to? Um, y'all had been shopping with the Blade and Bone Adventures Shop with Crothin.
0: Alright fellas, I'm headed over to Blade and Bone to see if my armor's ready.
2: Oh, Somebody get me some armor.
1: Here, come with me. Uh, so y- yeah, you guys walk in. He says, Welcome back.
2: How have your adventures been? You know anybody named Flitz? Flitz? The
3: name is not familiar to me. Should I?
1: Oh. Mm. Seems like he'd be a buddy of yours. D- depending on your racism level in the like racial profiling. He uh <laughs> you well, it's even worse because he's a lizard folk, and you're pretty f- sure the other one was a dragonborn. Oh, well,
2: I was just going off the voices. I can't see either one of them right now.
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair. Do I have art for this guy? I might have art for this guy somewhere, and um, not know where it is. All right, is
0: this armor ready for me? This this breastplate you're working on? Ah, uh, yes, uh, should be fully
3: fitted. Let's try it on.
0: Okay, I grab it. So he fitted it and customized it to me. So I'm envisioning that it's black and it has like um, like silver, like etched out designs in it. Oh yeah, like where they etched
1: away the the paint. Hell yeah! And so he shows you how to, you know, fit yourself up in the plate armor and get it all decked out and everything. Hey. Why don't you give us a hookup? Can you
0: give us a little two-for-one deal for my uh, buddy here? Ah,
3: What is it that you're looking for? Would you like plate armor as well?
2: Just hammer a breastplate on me. If you got one there, Flitz or whatever
3: your name is. Ah, Crotheine What? crotheine
1: K-R-O-T-H-Y-Y-N. I'm not even going to write that down. I will not remember that.
0: Do I owe him anything, money-wise? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I think you only put 100 gold down. Ooh. Yeah, put 100 gold down for plate mail, but he is going to give you a discount. It's going to be 900 total, so you owe him 800 more. Okay, done. And then breastplates are 400, so he
3: says... Ah, y'all have been such good customers. I would give you a heavy discount. 350 gold for the breastplate. What do you think,
0: Tarlik? Well, we could just kill him and take it. Then I kind of look over at him. Um, Go ahead and make me a intimidation check. Okay.
1: arrested. Thirteen. So, he looks back at you, and he just lets out this weird kind of crooked smile at the edges of his lips, and he said, you could try,
3: I suppose.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding there, buddy. He says,
3: shame. I thought I might get a little excitement. He's us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very well. I don't think I seem to have quite 350 gold, Talek. Can you help me out? Yeah, what do you. Here, just I'll give him. I'll do
0: 350 out of mine. I have shit on. Okay.
1: Yeah, I feel like you get most of your money to him, anyways. Yeah. I'm basically the bank. There is a. Uh, Fletcher in town who is dedicated specifically to being a Fletcher Uh, the name of the shop is called True U -U. Y-E-W-U yeah it's run by Erica Quinton
2: you got like a price list or anything for that
1: Um, what are you looking for
2: Uh, I'm just looking for different kinds of you know bows maybe arrows just just seeing what's out there window shopping
3: she
1: makes excellent fine fine bows and arrows and things, you know they're definitely of the highest caliber and highest quality, but nothing that's you know magical and creates any sort of
2: is it gonna give me is anything she makes if I get like a custom made bow will i is there can i get anything out of it essentially
1: right um mechanically in D, there's really not a like numbers advantage until you go up to like magic stuff gotcha however yeah I, one thing that i know other games do is normally when you get a magic item in D D, it gives a plus one to attack and a plus one to damage
2: well is there anything is there any like shops where i can like get shit enchanted or
3: something yeah Yeah, the so
1: the the setting, the D&D setting is more like Lord of the Rings style where there gotcha. are ancient magic things, but not exists. like, okay. yeah, but not like people just enchanting epic equipment all the time. Fuck, I'm going to start a business.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I guess I don't
3: really
1: need anything. Well, yeah, I... I'm, I got some bombs, but Leech is M.I.A. Let, let me see here what she's got. We
0: could always poke our head down there and see if Leech is back. See if he stumbled his way well, back. I
1: mean, even if he's
2: not back, let's just take his shit.
1: We'll leave an IOU. We'll
0: <laughs> leave some gold on the table for him. Yeah,
2: dumb and Dumber style. Everything's here, sir. It's all accounted for.
1: <laughs> You're going to want to hold on to that one. <laughs> that one. Is that the Ferrari or whatever he buys? Yeah, I, I take it back. She does have Ooh. some magical ammunition. Ooh, that's what I was kind of actually. I yeah, gonna, like, I, I forgot that that was like a thing. That like you don't it doesn't have to bolt just bolt be magical bolt. bows. <laughs> yeah, well, so she has some basic. Plus one and plus two magical ammunition, which basically works like a magic weapon, except it's a uh one shot thing. Yeah, so however many you have. Yeah. Yeah, so she has a sleep arrow. Ooh. Yeah. So and she just has the uncommon variety. So plus one. So, this arrow is painted white and has white fletching. You get a bonus to attack and damage rolls made by this piece of magic ammunition. If the arrow hits a creature, it bursts into magical energy and deals only non-lethal damage equal to the amount of damage rolled. A creature that has fallen asleep is unconscious for one minute or until sleeper takes damage. Um, Unconscious creatures that are immune to being charmed aren't affected. And so basically, you hit them and then they have to make a DC 11 wisdom save or fall asleep.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, How many of those do you have?
1: She's got like 5 of those uh, but they are they're 75 gold a piece and then she has some plain magic ammunition that is 50 golden arrow just for plus 1 magic ammo and 200 golden arrow for plus 2 magic ammo
2: So, 50 gold for plus one? Yeah. Alright, I'm going to take
1: all five of the sleeps and five of the plus ones. So, she says, Pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Bodyknock. You come on back. My stock's always changing.
0: Yeah, Southern Debutante. (laughs) Alright, we got any more stops to make, fellas? I think we're ready to roll.
2: Yeah, I think we are, Talek.
0: Alright, let's roll. And we want to leave the cart with, at the guild hall, so let, we'll just take our individual mounts. Well, yeah. Do we, yeah, I guess we can take them to the mines. I think if these guys are trustworthy, we can at least leave them with them at the mines. That makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, definitely leaving the cart, though. Greed. 100%.
0: Alright, let's roll. Okay.
1: So y'all need to uh, head into the woods. Okay, it's just it's a day's journey through fairly mountainous terrain so it would take you two days except you have a ranger with you. So y'all make it in in one day's time, and before you know it, it's the evening, and you have come up to a cave entrance that matches the description on the map, and from what y'all talked to Bushi about, and the research that Shadow had done.
0: Do we see anybody, or anything?
1: Body knock, speak
0: friend, and enter.
3: Hmm. Metal
1: the Cave of the Mouth is... Uh, <laughs> Whatever it is. Seems to be Modern. open. Um, y'all make me a... Perceptioni. Check.
0: <laughs> I got a two.
2: Oh, I uh, got a two modified seven.
1: There we go.
0: Sixteen.
1: Okay, sixteen. So... You guys are walking up to this thing feeling a bit skeptical. Body knock's like, You guys hear that? You listen at the mouth of the cave a little bit and peek your ears in and you hear a like high pitched thin screeching noise that almost sounds like a battle cry and then another cry that sounds like someone getting horribly wounded just like
3: ah! oh!
1: and coming from inside of the cave ahead of you oh my the pitch black cave oh my god
2: alright uh, shadows hauling and ass, glaive out
1: alright glaive out and you start running into the cave Okay. So you all head into the ugly cave. And so as soon as you get inside the cave, what's your what's the range on your dark vision?
0: 60 feet. Yeah, I believe it's 60.
1: Okay. So you see this large lumbering mass moving around deep inside of the cave, and then you see a spark of metal hitting metal just beyond the lumbering mass.
0: Shit. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to run up
1: towards it. Yep. Yeah, so y'all go running in. Full and speed. Go ahead and make me. Well, let's go into initiative mode.
0: Give me something good, baby. 22, baby. I rolled it, seven. Okay.
2: Oh, no, my old nemesis. Talek, <laughs> are you ready for some blood?
0: I'm always ready for blood, Shadow. Ah,
2: let's wet our blades with these fiends.
0: <laughs> I say, and I've been wanting to test this new armor out, and I give
1: it a little tap with the hilt of my sword. Ting, ting. Alright, so, y'all are running in here, and you get close enough to see the action going on here as a bunch of kobolds seem to be engaged with some sort of creature that you're not very familiar with they seem to be they have a very large top half they're kind of you know triangle shaped creatures with very small little legs and very large top half with these big arms and hands coming off of them and a pointy head up on top of a of their bulky body
2: Would we maybe see them and think that they might be considered mole people?
1: It would be a decent guess to consider them mole people, especially considering that large mass as you get closer. You see that the large mass appears to be a giant mole. Okay. It's not my turn yet, right? Right. So it is those, the creatures up ahead's turn. This large warrior runs up and attacks one of the mole people and then it is your turn
0: so I'm gonna yell back to Shadow and be like did Bushi say what these people look like he just called
2: them mole people I don't know don't kill the mole people kill the lizard pricks
0: alright so my movement is 30 so with the dash action I can go 60 yes sir alright so I can't quite get there so I'm gonna just run into you just the, go sprinting up the fray okay and I'm gonna get like I'm, I'm like running into the fray so I'm gonna get like right here okay and I'm going to
1: cast firebolt at this green well, warrior if you run 60 feet then that takes your action to do the extra 30 feet of running okay I'm just going to run up and be like... You're just you just sprinting
0: in full speed. I sprint in full speed. I get like in the middle of it. And I imagine that they kind of are like
1: looking at me. And I'm like, are you the mole people or is he the mole people? <laughs> They're like... So one of them turns to you, the, the one that's kind of in front of you. He's like, what do I freaking look like? And when he turns to you, you're close enough now, you get a good look at him. And he's got like a long snout with a little button nose on it. And uh, like a these big giant paws it's like and then you look at the other ones you see them and they're they're kobolds um and so they're like these blizzard dog creatures that have you know like a thick alligator-y snout and the one that turns to look at you is the one that i just posted in the discord and he's like do i need to be worried about you too are you gonna help
3: us with these things
0: we're here to see you and we're here to help you and I'm gonna like kind of like look at him be like god he's ugly and I'm gonna turn to Shadow and Body Knock way behind me and I'm gonna scream and I'm gonna be like the brown ones are the mole people the green ones are the bad ones
1: and then I'll end my turn he just rolls his eyes he's like
3: well Finn I guess we got some help
1: this mole next to you just kind of like staggers back as you're running up to him. And he's like looking back and forth and he kind of takes a few steps up, but he, he seems like scared and nervous, um, about the whole situation and shadow. It's your turn.
2: Shadow's going to cast his effort strike. So the first thing these cobalt are going to hear after they hear Talik and the, and the creep talk <laughs> arguing about who's what and what's who is a crackling of wind and shadow soar- shoots forward right in front of Talak, and I'm going to use my free object interaction and to whip out my sunstone and it's glowing light and I am going to roll for persuasion and I'm going to s- Roll. Modified 21. I'm going to say, hear me kobolds. Your time has come. If your master hears of your deeds in here, you will all be slain in your sleep. Leave now and never come back.
1: What did you, what would your role be if that was intimidation instead of persuasion?
2: I was trying to convince them that I was speaking for their master. Oh, 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 okay. 18 if I was intimidating, but I'm not trying to intimidate I'm trying to convince them that their master sent me to run them off because they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing.
1: Okay. Yeah, so even with that roll, they just snarl and sneer at you, even with that fantastic roll. And they're like, just start chomping their teeth.
3: All right,
2: well... Was that an action or an object interaction? I'm not really sure. I get confused on that. Talking's
1: free. It's neither.
2: Okay. Well...
1: I'm aiming at this guy. And you can do that because of Zep- Zephyr Strike because you move 60 feet. Also. That's accurate.
2: Zephyr Strike right, doubles... It. Double, or it Adds 30 feet to my walking speed and... Uh, My next attack deals an additional 1d8 force damage on a hit. Okay. Rolling to shoot that jackass with the longbow. It's going to be a 17. Okay, that'll All Alright, so it's going to be a 1d8. Two 1d8s plus four because of the Zephyr Strike. So that's going to be nine damage there.
1: Okay. Because I can only reroll ones and twos on my glaive, right? right so this guy looks a lot beefier than all the other cobalt so he's still standing
2: right so rolling the hit again it's gonna be a modified 25 and that's just gonna be a regular 1d8 oh well, no he's been injured oh so i have whatever i have <laughs> colossus slayer so an Lussler, 1D8. another d8 yeah So, two d8s again, plus four. That's going to be 11. So, 20 total damage to that guy.
1: Two arrows. So, that takes him out. (laughs) And, yeah, it's one of these Kretox turns next. And she turns around. You can see she's like, oh, thank you. And she starts running back. um, And you can see that she got injured. Uh, by that guy but after you took him out she like runs back behind everybody and body knock it is your turn you are an ungodly distance from these people mm. 120 feet on. from the closest That's, that's an easy shot for me well the only thing is what what about your goggles of night how far is their distance
3: oh uh, only 60 i think actually
1: so that's that's the only issue unless you get some light down there somehow. No, I'll just, what's my max movement? I um,
2: is it like, is it 20? Wait, no, is it 50 now?
1: It's 50 if you use your action to move.
2: Uh, 25 will put me within a I'm just gonna use full movement then. Okay. So, who are we fighting, anyways? I, I was kind of confused
1: the fog this. Two kind of factions. There's well, an unknown number of kobolds... Green
0: is bad, brown skittering. is
1: good. <laughs> yeah, there's an unknown number of kobolds skittering about the cave, darting in and out of... Okay, are they the little lizard people? The covered, yeah, they're the little lizard people. And gotcha. then there are just a handful of pre Talks, which are the mole people I dropped in Discord. Cool. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: can I hide as a bonus action? Is there a spot to hide close to me?
1: Um. Yes. Yeah, you can hide as a bonus Is action. Is that a little... Um,
2: I can't really see. Is this like a little just like divot right here to my right?
1: Yes. Yeah, you can just kind of tuck up behind this thing and hide behind that. Yeah. Yep, I'll do that. Okay. Go ahead and make the roll. Just and to- then I will... Oh yeah, stealth. Because everything up in here definitely has dark vision as well. Twelve. Okay, so my worst stealth roll ever. Right. So this little guy runs up and he's gonna try to get one of these guys, and then another one is gonna run up and do the same, and then this one is also gonna run up. So they're gonna surround this guy and they're gonna <sighs> attack him. Oh no. Get
2: done up, buddy.
1: And when they surround him, it's extra bad because they have an ability that gives them advantage when they do so. So they are about to, they run up and just start stabbing this guy with all sorts of sharp little shit. (laughs) Fucking
2: prison shanks.
1: (laughs) They jack him up. Something pretty fierce. And he's just like,
3: oh, God, get him off me. Get him off me.
1: And he's like just almost cowering amongst these guys. Damn, Uh, hit his
2: ass in the block C showers after lunch.
1: And then it's one of these other guys. Holy shit, boy. (laughs) So he runs over to uh, fight these guys off. He smacks this guy with a claw, but it's not enough to take him out. And then it is one of these guys over here. He's going to step around and throw a sling. These two up here are going to shoot slingshots at the giant mole. One of them hits a sling rock off the top of the mole. And then it's the surrounded guy's turn. And he doesn't know what to do. He's he's surrounded. He can't escape.
2: Get behind us.
1: He says, uh, you don't have to tell me twice. And he kind of like. Does a, a quick move and dives into the dirt and curms and burrows and pops up behind you guys just with this top half showing.
2: Holy shit, nice. dog, you see that?
0: So these guys are cool.
1: <laughs> so from out in the darkness somewhere, you see two more stones come flying in and yeah, both of them snap, smack into this poor. A defenseless uh, giant mole. And he's like, uh, and then Talik, it is your turn. Okay. First thing I'm
0: going to do is I'm going to yell over to Shadow and be like, Shadow, do you still have that drift globe?
2: Yeah, it's in here.
0: Throw <laughs> that bad boy up in the air. Let's light this bitch up.
2: I'm on it. A debate between then... the drift globe and the sunstone. I am going
0: to. All right. What do I see right in front of me? I've got like three kobolds right in front of That have This guy sounded right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to. I'm going to like. Concentrate really hard. And this bubble of acid about the size of like a dodgeball is going to appear in my hand. And I'm going to target these two that are right in front of me the one to my left and the one yep those two and i'm gonna throw it at both targets and they need to make a dexterity saving throw so the dex 13
1: okay okay so one of them passes one of them fails
0: okay so the one that failed is going to take seven acid damage
1: So this guy just gets totally coated in acid and just like "Ah, ah, ah," just melts down to the ground.
0: The other one doesn't take any damage, so it just kind of splashes past him. So
1: it just coats that one completely. (laughs) Yep. And then I'd
0: like to take my action surge, take an additional action. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do the exact same thing and throw it at him and the one on his right. The other two,
1: okay. That are still nearby, Throw another, you so
0: they both need to make a dex 13 save. Okay.
1: So, oh man, that was close enough. I actually have to consult the... Okay, they both fail. All right. So they both take seven damage. Oh man, so you melt two more of them. Let's
3: go. Yeah
0: shadows right next to me so i'm just gonna like pat him on the back and be like that's pretty fucking cool wasn't it
1: hell yeah so the giant mole and those two guys get whooped feels a, a little bit inspired and he kind of steps around and tries to protect his his buddy here he's just like roar! just lets out this huge roar at him and stomps his fist on the ground and you, as he's stomping his fist you hear like Poof, poof, poof. It's not just the sound of rock hitting it; it's like a thunderclap every time he hits the ground, and it's just rocking the entire place. But then that's that's all he does. Hell yeah. Shadow's turn. I like
2: him. All right. So Shadow is gonna go ahead and cast Hunter's Mark on the cobalt up on this rock here. Okay and (laughs) shadow's gonna gonna run up and he's gonna run up and he's gonna jump up on the back of this clumping mole (laughs) and and somersault himself into the air and launch two arrows at that kobold up on top there
1: okay make me an acrobatics check and uh if you pass, you'll get advantage. If you point you get disadvantage. Okay, so you get advantage. On the, Flavor on the advantage. roll to hit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's better be good. 15? Okay, that'll definitely hit.
2: Okay. And that's going to be uh, 16 total damage to that guy in the air with the first arrow.
1: Okay, he's definitely dead.
2: So Shadow's going to land. I don't know. Where is he going to land? He's going to land, like, right here. Nope. Right... Here, And then he's going to shift. He's going to shift his attention to this cobalt over here. Right here. Okay. And yeet another arrow over there. That was terrible. That's an eight. Uh, an
1: eight will not hit.
2: So, so he's he going to miss in the dark. Away. And then going to use his free object interaction to do what Talek suggested. Because he just missed in that darkness. And he's going to pop his his drift globe out of his bag onto the ground okay. and he's gonna he's gonna speak emanate
1: okay you, it's not a action to do the command word
2: I don't think so it just says speak you can word. speak its command word
1: okay yeah so free object interaction pull it out and then speak emanate to make it light I'm cool with that you're gonna be able to make that happened in Tailspire. That'd be uh. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've got something that's pretty close. Let me see here. It's, it's not perfect, but it'll do. I like poison all of them. Does that work? Oh, yeah.
2: That's cool. It gives light up to 60 feet as though it's daylight.
1: Okay. Awesome. So this whole area is lit up, super bright. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanically, we can throw that out yeah. here.
0: Nice. And so, yeah, the idea is it gives a uh, body knock, sniper range on everybody, basically, too. Right. Yeah. Now right. You can See them from
1: everywhere. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's the injured one, and she's like, "Ah, yeah, good, good shit, guys. Oh God."
3: She's like. Get the hell out of here, you monsters!
1: And knock. it's your turn. Alright, so you got yourself a vantage point, so you can see several from there. Yeah, there's one um... over here, there's one over here. Okay, so you scramble up the uh, out little stalagmite that has a flat top to it and get a vantage point, Body knock. Because what you're seeing is you've taken out three of these kobolds over here in kind of the vicinity of where the main combat was going on. The main guy, the like big kind of leader looking kobold was taken out by Shadow as soon as y'all arrived. And so there's just a scattering of, it looks like maybe four or five more kobolds that were attacking from range, scattered about all within about 60 feet of where the main fight was going on.
2: Well, I can't really do anything from this point, like in terms of attacking,
1: because I used my action to get up here. No, no, I was saying you could use your movement to get up there. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a vertical, okay. But uh, you have your special ability that lets you climb uh, for free. yeah, 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 that's right. I forget about that because it's not really listed unless you go, like, deep into my dive. Breath. Right, right. But it's perfect for your character because you're always yeah, trying yeah, to get that sure. height advantage. Okay,
2: well, I'm going to just fucking
1: shoot at this front dude here then. Okay. Is this guy on top of this other cliff dead? Yes, he is one on top okay. instead. So so and I'm gonna hit him with the uh, magic
2: so I get a plus one on my attack and damage. Okay. One of my, I want to go ahead and use one else. So 15, sixteen. That'll hit. Four plus five. Oh uh, see seven.
1: Eight. Okay. So you take that guy out, no problem. I love the squishy enemies. It's so fun. <laughs> and and the then walls, after man. seeing you guys just decimate their friends these guys all just start taking off as fast as they can mm. out over towards the I guess it'd be north on the ma- or west on the map exit but it's actually north and one of the ones runs over there and throws down a smoke bomb as they're leaving and creates a obscured ten foot sphere smoke bomb over there towards the exit so you kind of lose sight of all these guys and it's the the Kree talks turn before it gets back around to Talek but they just like are hooping and hollering They're like yeah!
3: we got him on the run get out of here you sorry sacks of lizard shit
1: and the, the mole just like roars he's like
3: uh,
1: and it's your turn Talek Okay, I'm just going to look
0: over to the kree and be like... Well, that's one way
1: to introduce ourselves. I'm Talik. <laughs> they, uh... They'll turn towards you and be like... Ah! Oh, well, I certainly appreciate that introduction. And the, the one that you were talking to earlier... is Is the one that says that. And then... The other one... Steps up who was the one that ran up to fight... He's just like, pleasure to meet you, Talik. Name's Fenton. Fenton?
0: Talik Grug. And I'm going to give him the Predator handshake, like Arnold and uh, I, I, the GIF. Have we met Fenton? That name sounds familiar. Uh, I don't think so. You're thinking You're Fenton, all.
1: Oh, oh, my God. God. Or... Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, no, you're probably thinking... Uh, the grottohead flits. Yeah, that may be it. Benton, we're
0: Confluence Guild members. I'm gonna flash him red. Be like, "Bushy sent us here. We're looking for passage through the uh, cave. It looks like you've got some other troubles to worry about."
1: What? What the hell was that all about? That happened often? <sighs> Lately, more often than I'd like. Something seems to be going on. Us in the kobolds we've not had problems like this before but those bastards keep attacking us every time we go out to scout anything that was the boldest attack yet though we stumbled into one of their traps just down the hall there next thing we knew we were being ch- chase back and he kind of looks around and you see that a couple of his uh his friends are dead or on the ground at least and the other two Cree Talks are going over to check on those couple of friends that are down he says come on we probably shouldn't stay here they might come back I'm not sure hey, you
0: you guys tend to your dad we're here
1: to see gold oh well yeah yeah I'd be happy to take you to gold that's my dad after all
2: then oh. looks like a uh, he looks like a bully in a nineties afternoon children's cartoon. Who? <laughs> <I'm
3: wrong>. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs>
1: Definitely have to put that one on the on the installator. Uh um, yeah, that's great. So he says Alright, well we should uh we should get back to Talk Village then. We can talk to Gold there. Come on, I'll show you the way. And uh, he starts taking you kind of the opposite direction of the way that the... Uh... What's his name? Hobaltz came in. Fenton. F-I-N-T... E-N. F-I-N-T-E-N. I'll <laughs> start moving over this way and head out the southern path as far as the route is conter- concerned. Uh, what are your shadow and body doing? Are y'all following, or don't wanna...
2: Where are we going?
1: Shadows... to the village. Shadows lingering to make sure no
2: kobolds sneak back out of the smoke before slowly turning around and
1: following behind the group. Yeah, so the, the smoke you fades away after a little there. bit, and uh, the kobolds seem to not be there anymore. Make me a perception check. Yeah, Shadow. Nine. So as as you're walking over that way, you get kind of close to where the smoke was, and you kick something, and you hear a little tink, tink, tink of metal, and you look forward, and with the shine of the drift globe, you can see inside of that smoke, the ground is covered in caltrops, which are like those little... like a D4, but... Really spiky and mean. Interesting.
3: They must be dangerous. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So, you guys had. Oh, yeah. What were you?
2: Oh, I was just gonna say. So the the drift globe will follow me around. Will stay within sixty feet of me until the next dawn. Okay. I think I'm just gonna
1: deactivate it and put it in my bag. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, are you guys even using torches, or are y'all all just these guys can just, see in the dark incredibly well. Yeah, just
0: obviously. dark visioning. Dark okay. visioning with these us.
1: So you guys head out and uh, you walk down a more narrow passage. It's only about ten feet wide. The the mole has to kind of squeeze in occasionally actually gets really narrow at one point down to five feet and he burrows under and comes up on the other side and one of the creatures through the
2: mountain
1: him. as you guys are following these guys through the mountain and you come out secret into
3: a, tunnel.
1: another so big <laughs> we're gonna get a copyright strike for secret tunnel
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh so you come out into another large cavern and there is... This one is more hewn, much more hewn than the last one. And has several large pillars going up on either side, all the way around the uh, entire cavern. The roof is still natural and the floor is still natural, but these there's oh. these large pillars all the way around. And then on the opposite side, so on the southern side, there is a huge... Ginormous door, we're talking like forty feet tall and thirty feet wide. And with your dark vision, you're looking at it. And it seems to kind of have a metallic look to it, almost like a studded metal effect. Mm. Plates of mu- metal that have been, you know, built together. It's it's not patchwork or anything. It's very organized and orderly. And as you get closer, you're eyes adjust a little bit and some of that grayscale goes away and you can tell that there's a patina to this and it's actually entirely made of copper and it used to be you know long ago it was probably a bright shiny copper but now it's completely green patinaed hmm. copper door and as you guys walk by Fenton's just like yeah it's the old door keeps the monsters out At least that's what the old stories say.
2: You know who made that door, don't you?
1: Hmm. Yeah, it was a gift from the dwarves. Long time ago to the Kretoks, back when they used to mine this mountain. Hmm. No copper left in this mountain? Nah, that was long before my generation. My dad says he remembers meeting the dwarves while they were still mining it but he's really old, so that's not too surprising. Speaking of your dad, we'd we'd love to meet him if he's around. Yeah, yeah, it's just through here. So you turn to the right a little bit and start heading more westerly. Go into another narrow corridor, walk through that for a little while. It takes, you know, probably over 30 minutes to walk through this narrow passageway. And then after a little while, it begins to open up again and opens up a little bit more slowly as you get closer. And when you get really, when you come into the opening, you see a huge cavern, the biggest one you've been in yet. And there's little flicks of starlight and you're looking at it and you realize that they're little bioluminescent, like firefly creatures that are floating around inside of this giant cavern and they're lighting up this village that's underneath of all these little mud huts built into the floor of this cavern and you see all these Cretocks kind of mulling about and as you guys walk in a few of the ones kind of closer to you duck underneath the dirt and then a couple of the like Children, cretocs k- try to burrow over towards you, and you see them, the them go down and are burrowing towards you, and then like poof, they get caught up, and another cretoc like pops them up and throws them under their arm and starts like carrying them away. And a couple of the uh, Fenton just looks over to you he says, "Everybody's uh, a little on the edge lately with the issues we've been having with the kobolds. You'll, you'll have to forgive us. We're normally a lot more friendly than this."
2: So these, like, sewer Ewoks?
1: Wow.
0: Small people.
3: I know, I'm not even going like, to
0: address that.
2: I'm
3: talking about the village.
1: Oh, the village? Oh, the- <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Wonder AI wanted to give me images of, like, like a model train kit sort of thing. It looks really it's, good. I, it's, it's really, really cool. Like, I wish I could make very, it real life. It's
3: very Ewok
2: Village-esque.
0: Mm-hmm. oh I didn't even see the picture
2: reminds me more of those mole peoples where the mole people live on Zelda Ocarina of Time Ocarina of Time
3: Oh, yeah. um,
1: the
2: well, Gungors if you're,
1: if you're yeah. gonna bring up Zelda then I'll just spoil it for for anyone listening they are based off of the Maga m- m- Mogul m- m- Oh man, they're from uh, a different Zelda game. They're from Skyward Sword. Oh, Mogman, M- Mogman, what? Mulbarok? the
3: what? magma,
2: yeah, magma, the magma. That's actually,
3: yeah. Now that I'm
2: looking at this dude, he looks very much inspired by that. Y- yeah, uh, the mean, magma. The I never this played is, that one
1: fan art of magmas, which oh, I, I did cool. get the... I made sure to copy where I got these from so we'll be able to put these on the Insta and credit the artist. Oh, cool. Yeah. I still think it's a, a 90s cartoon bully. He does look kind of like a 90s cartoon bully. So uh, Fenton leads you in and he leads you up to the chieftain's house. You know, it's a little bit larger than the other house, but still fairly modest. You know, little dirt hut. And he pushes the curtain aside. He says, "Dad, we we've got some visitors here." And he says, "Hmm, who's here?" He looks cool. Yeah, so he's got just this super long hair that totally covers his eyes, so you can't even tell if he's looking at you or not. He's like, Playing a sheepdog.
3: Fenton, are you? Is everything all right? I have a. You've got a. Did you get into trouble with the kobolds I can smell them on you
1: he says yeah but these guys showed up just in time helped us fight them off they say they're here to cross through the mountain
2: Bushy Evermead sends his regards mmm
3: Bushi Evermead you say mmm Evermead Evermead that name sounds so familiar like something out of my childhood Oh, it's probably nothing. Uh, you say you're you're looking to get through the mountain. Well, normally, we'd take you right through. I'd, <laughs> I'd take you myself, but as it is, we've been cut off from the other side of the mountain by the kobolds. Hmm. He says, uh, I, I'm sorry, It's it's much too dangerous. They've got traps everywhere from here to there.
0: What do the kobolds want with this place? What are the kobolds' issue with you guys?
3: I don't know. As long as I can remember, we've always cohabitated this mountain peacefully with them. They stuck to the southern sides and we stuck to the north, but lately they've been encroaching on our lands and setting traps and attacking our our gathering parties. I'm not sure what's going on, and... I'm remiss to start a war, but I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for what to do.
1: And then kind of packs up. He's like, we got to run them out, dad. It's our property. It's our land. We can't have them threatening our people. You see how everybody's walking around scared. We can't just keep letting them do this. I don't want to start a war. And he says that looking at you guys. How many of them are there? Fenton kind of waits a second for his dad to answer. His dad doesn't say anything. He's like, I haven't made it to their base or not, but I don't think there's that many. I I think they're just a, you know, smaller than our village. I think we could take them if we put together a full group and marched on them. Hmm. So basically the Kobolds have been, uh, attacking the kretoks anytime they go out. And Gold doesn't want to start a war with them because they've never had a problem with the kobolds before. They've always lived peacefully in this mountain.
0: And he says he can't
1: give us safe passage because of the kobolds.
0: Long story short,
2: we're about to
1: do a lizard people genocide, I think. Why has it always got to be a genocide with you guys?
2: Well, I mean, by definition, it kind of is if there's a village of lizard people specifically that are in this mountain and we're probably going to kill them all. I'm just being, Mm you know... Factual here. It's going to lead to that. Why does it have to be a genocide? Not just the men, but the women and children too. too. (laughs) Exactly. Look, as all I know is that it's easier to cut cobalt in half than stone giants.
0: See, told
3: you. (laughs) The genocide is forming.
0: I'm going to cast message, so I'm going to point at Shadow and just telepathically be like, I'd like to help these guys. If you're down for a shadow, what do you think? Mr. Gold,
2: do you think there's a chance that there may be a peaceful resolution to this?
3: I would like to hope so. Problem is, they won't parlay with us. It's just attack and run. Something's got... If you want my opinion, I think that the kobolds are scared. I'm not sure what's happened to them why they're acting the way they are, but it just doesn't make sense.
2: Point us in the direction where you think that they're encamped and let us go take a look.
3: Absolutely. I will uh, have to defer to Fenton on that one. He's been doing most of the scouting lately.
1: Fenton's like, yeah, I'll show you. They got a couple different routes to get to them. Guys? Fellas, I think think our
2: druid friend got fobalds if I had to guess
3: hmm. it
0: sounds like to me there's no telling with all the weirdness that's been going on lately
1: Finn will be like alright let me just make sure that Barnaby's ready to go and we'll uh, we'll get things moving
0: Hey, just to give ourselves a quick plug, please take a moment and give us a follow on Instagram. It's at D-N-D-N dummies. And also please rate and review our show on whatever podcast app you are using and tell a friend about the show. It really helps us out and it's a free way to show us some love. Thanks. To be continued on the next episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies. Find out what happens to our party next week.